Hello everyone, hello and a happy Tuesday. We are here just to give thanks and just honor to everything that's going on in the world and to honor to you guys too for joining in early. We're gonna go right into the topic. I am Judah Bernard with The Rise Creating Your Voice. We are on season five, season five, and we're almost at the end of season five, which is March 29th. And we're looking forward to like just continuing it on. So we're gonna be making announcements on March 29th on starting season six, probably a little bit earlier and see what we're gonna talk about. Are you excited for today? Are you excited today? We are talking about Are You Damaged Goods? We're going to have our co-host, Stephen Martin, come on. But then it's going to talk about what are your damaged goods? What are your damaged goods? So I want to thank you. Welcome and thank you for joining in. A little housekeeping rules. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We are here every Tuesday night, same time. That's 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, and 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Our last show, which I just said for season five, will be March 29th, 2022. Don't forget to use the heart features. And also, we will love interaction. So ask to come up to the speaker session so you can speak. And always remember, don't be afraid to drop comments. I know last week we talked about a lot of things. I want to know who did actually did their homework. That's the important part. Did you do your homework? Did you put a column in and, and another column in and making sure that you assess what you're going through throughout the day? Did, did, did anybody do that? Go ahead and drop some comments in the back and I'm going to go straight into the topic. The topic is damaged goods. The one thing I want people to understand that Damaged goods is, um, by definition, is a person regarded as inadequate or impaired in some way. I'm glad that I'm talking about this because I think we need to understand what damaged goods are. How many of us have identified that we're damaged goods? I'm raising my hand here. You can't see it on the mic, but guess what? I'm raising my hand because I took myself as being damaged goods. But I want you to understand that damaged goods are just that and how people define damaged goods we have totally different definitions but the thing is are damaged goods damaged goods or is it things that we're thinking that is damaged but are not damaged but we feel that they're damaged one thing that we have to understand that damaged goods are for me it's sort of like if i had some potato chips and they're crunched up or something like that. Those are damaged goods for me. But when I'm looking at it from my perspective, as looking at the number one thing about me is, is my soul damage, is my spirit damage, and things like that. So I want to go definitely into the topic. For those who don't know, I did used to be an ex-therapist, a mental health therapist at that. And the one thing is, um, I had a lot of people that come to me. Um, and I remember this one guy that came in that was about in his 30s and, you know, very articulate. And he he, he appeared to be put together, um, but uh, uh, until he really just started telling his story. And I understand that, you know, he spoke with kind words and spoke about different things. And then as he even as he discussed himself that, you know, if it was if he was speaking about another person. And that kind of bothered me and thought about like, why is he speaking like he's another person? And like he was just detached from himself. So I was, I was real concerned about that. But then after that, as he was talking, it seemed like some just burst out and he began to come in tears. Um, you know, and he, and he actually talked to me about how he was violated and how he was deeply harmed as a child. And, um, and, you know, I don't want to discuss that during this time, but, you know, anytime that we have to understand that people do go through things. And in my understanding, I'm trying to understand what happened. But now we're looking at, number one, his innocent, who was defenseless child. He, he'd been hurt. But we didn't know what was the heart of it because this man is now old and he talked about it as if it was yesterday. And then, you know, 
the more he talked, it just began to get worse and worse. Um, and this man definitely had no fault of his own. Um, told me how his entire childhood and growth into adulthood was and how deep of the effects of the psychological trauma. How many of us has gone through that psychological trauma? Um, and we have to understand that, and I'm definitely knowing that trauma results from a violation of a person's familiar ideas about the world and of their human rights, putting the person in a state of extreme confusion and insecurity. This can also be experienced when people or institutions dependent on for self-survival violate or betray or delusion, disillusion the person in some unforeseen way. One thing is we have to understand trauma results from a violation of a person's familiar ideas about the world and of their human rights, putting that person in a state of extreme confusion and insecurity. This can also be experienced when people or institutions dependent on for survival violate or betray or disillusion the person in some unforeseen way. People, we have issues and we all have issues. We all have gone through some type of trauma and traumatic experiences in people's lives, especially in children, completely overwhelm the individual's ability to cope or integrate the ideas and emotions involved with that experience. This sense of being of overwhelmed can be delayed by weeks, years, or even decades. How you doing, James Curtis? As the person struggles to cope with the immediate circumstances. Let me repeat that because we all know that traumatic experiences in people's lives, especially in children, even when you're an adult, completely overwhelm the individual individual's ability to cope or integrate the ideas and emotions involved with that experience. This sense of being overwhelmed can be delayed by weeks, years, or even decades as the person struggles to cope with the immediate circumstances. We know that a severe traumatic event, especially one that is repeated or enduring, can lead to serious long-term negative consequences that are often overlooked even by mental health professionals. Let me tell you, yes, my traumatic event that was repeated and kept enduring, it was overlooked by a lot of mental health professionals. And we have to understand what does that mean? How can we heal within ourselves? Because I know we depend on these licensed professionals to heal us and put us in the thing. But we're going to get to that. I think this is an important part. Trauma victims, young and old, organize much of their lives around repetitive patterns of reliving and warding off traumatic memories, reminders, and effects. Now my question is, because I, I have to talk about it, but how deep are these effects? Do they cause permanent damage? Once broken, can a soul be repaired? That, these are questions. Are some of us then damaged goods? Are some situations pretty much hopeless? Do some professionals believe that, but simply choose for many reasons not to share that information? Let's talk about that. This Doesn't this question lie at the heart of all healing? How powerful is the healing process when it comes to human psyche and soul? For that matter, what does our soul and psyche look like? What potential do they, they have? Can we, ever completely, can we ever completely heal? Hunted by one prevailing feeling, I am damaged goods. How many of us have thought about that I'm damaged goods? We talked about this earlier. The question is, how deep is the concealment? And how deep is the damage? Let me tell you, I'm here to provide relief, okay? I'm here to provide relief. They have to want the healing. That is so true. The question is, understand the number one is, each and every person has a healthy divine soul that already remains intact in its health. Upon birth, this soul is entered into a material body and an animal soul which conceals the purity and the health of the divine soul. Understand, we already have a soul once we hear. And I want people to understand this. 
And the healthy soul, which is essentially divine, is aligned with its purpose. Listen to what I just said. The healthy soul, which is essentially divine, is aligned with its purpose. Like a healthy machine that follows its engineer's plan. But once inside the body and the animal drive, their selfish desires dull this healthier senses, causing the persons to devi deviate and get misaligned from his or her life calling. How many of us has missed our life calling and we'll turn dead beings like a hamster on a wheel where we'll just feel like we haven't received our purpose? Conflict has been born then. A split between who you are, who you truly are, and what you do between your core and your behavior. We have to understand that. That stops and see that we have conflict. We now understand what happened in our childhood. We have conflict. We don't know what happened in our teenage ages. We have conflict because those traumas become repetitive. Remember when I talk about when that conflict comes on board, this is the def this is the root definition of all dis-ease. Remember, we talked about dis-ease before, which I said, keep being dis-ease and you will have disease. A body that is misaligned from its soul. From this stems every form of dissonance. In its more extreme form, this is the effect of trauma, which overwhelms the individual and causes a part of him or her to break off from itself and its soul connection. Then we want to begin to figure out what do we need to do? What do we need to do in this? So let me give you some comfort and relief. Are y'all ready? Tell me you're ready. There is no such thing as damaged goods. Are y'all hearing me? There is no such thing as damaged goods. In a man-made world, with man-made objects, things are built and then broken. In a world subject to the laws of erosion, aging, deterioration, and death, things always get damaged. The arrow travels in one direction from healthy to less healthy, from complete to broken. This process cannot always be reversed, okay? You are only as damaged as your perception and feelings convince you to be. Let me repeat that. You are only as damaged as your perception and feelings convince you to be, otherwise known as projection. In truth, beneath it all on the foundation level, where it matters most, you are not damaged at all. Your beautiful soul sits waiting for you to believe in it and set him or her free. Let me repeat that. Number one is that you are only as damaged as your perception and feelings convince you to be. Otherwise known as projection. So as you project your damage, Guess what happens? The more damaged you become. The less damaged you think that you are, the less damaged you become. And I like to hear people say more so of I'm from healthy to less healthy. I'm broken, less broken. Let's start using more positive words. The thing is, in truth, beneath it all, on the foundation level where it matters most, you are not damaged at all. Your beautiful soul sits waiting for you to believe in it and set him or her free. So you can set your soul free, but you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe and heal from all of that wounds and damage and trauma that has been hunting you for life. And I want to give an example. As Michelangelo famously explained how he sculpts such beautiful angels in the marble, I saw the angel in the marble, so I carved and carved and set her free. Life's travails can wear us down. And I want to put that at a, at a pin right there. How many, of has, how many of us have problems in life? How many of those problems keep repeating themselves? So what are we doing to fix them? Hmm, that's important. What are we doing to fix those problems? 
loss, pain, trauma etch their wounds into our psyches. And guess what? It, 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 it introduced into our minds. It started producing different things and start having us think various ways. Correct? Yes. That's what happens. Loss, pain, trauma etch their wounds into our psyches. How many of us deal with different things daily? Our pure souls get entangled and trapped in the marble, concrete or even more solid substances in our hearts, in our bodies. But their effect goes only as far as our perception and feelings allow them to go. They do not touch the core essence of who you are. Let me repeat that. They do not touch the core essence of who you are. One thing you have to understand that this is the foundation of true healing. How many of us want to heal? Let's look at the foundation of true healing. First, you have to believe in yourself. Because God believes in you. And those, you need to find that higher source of higher calling. But for me, I have to believe in God because I know that God believes in me. So why don't I believe in myself? Indeed, we have our own challenges. The ones that control our initial perception and feelings, concealing the inner power of our divine soul. But also we were created for us to overcome them and seek out the divine within. Who are you? What is your soul? Why are you here? And that's one thing I talked about from the beginning. Why are you here? Are you trying to define your purpose? Are you trying to look at your calling? Are you going after the richness of your calling and what your defined, purposely identified soul when you were born in your mother's womb was already created? So we need to tap into that source. We need to tap into that divine soul. Thus, even feeling like your damaged goods is meant to motivate you to transcend that feeling and reach the true you. So it's okay to say you're damaged goods, but then again, you're not damaged goods. But if you feel that you're damaged goods, understand it's meant to, for you to transcend that feeling and reach the true you. I um, read something on, um, I want to say Instagram or Facebook, that a lot of things grow in darkness. How many of us agree with that? Let's talk about it. When you're in your mother's womb, do you see light? How did you how did you grow in that darkness? Look at all the um plants. Look at everything that we um plant in the ground. Does that see see light? No. That seed is placed in the ground where there is nothing to see. That's darkness. How can we grow from our darkness? Growing from your darkness, you realize that everything has been shut off and there is no other things that you can do. But then understand you still have to feed your mind. You still have to feed your soul. You still have to water your garden in that darkness. But are we really taking paying attention to that psych? Are we really paying attention to our mind? Are we really paying attention to what's happening in that darkness? Because the only way you can hear from your darkness is assess, acknowledge, and accept that you're in the darkness. But how are we growing from it? How are we watering our darkness? Let's take into an example the, 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 the baby, um, um, the fetus in the womb. There's darkness there. Tell me some things in the chat room that you have to give that child nutrients. You have to give that fetus the ability to grow. Now, let's use for an example that we're that fetus right now in our dark and despair as we think about damaged goods. Let's imagine that we're that fetus. We're balled up in the womb in the darkness. How are we identifying with that? Because guess what? We still got to eat to grow. But are we feeding ourselves healthy foods? 
We still need water. Are we giving ourselves the adequate water? That outside integer just still need rest. Don't that mom need rest when she's um, carrying that fetus? Do we get adequate rest? It's some things that she can't do while she's carrying that fetus. Are we overexerting ourselves, overworking? Just imagine if that mother overworks with that fetus. What usually happens? It's a lot that happens. It's a lot that happens. So we still have to understand what does that mean if you are that fetus? And, and understand what does that look like for you right now in your damaged goods? Being able to identify what you need during your damaged goods for you to reach your potential, your purpose. Because the one thing is we can't continue to sit and sulk in those damaged, those damaged goods because they're going to become worse damaged goods. So I want us to understand that most of the things that we were talking about, so we got to also remember, so next time your voice whispers to you and say that you are damaged goods, and the next time that if you talk to a therapist, concurs to, with you that you are damaged goods, tell them both, your, your therapist, in your mind, that you just read in the discourse of a mystic and a healer of the highest order. That just ain't so. So always remember, you are not damaged goods. That's just something that people have placed up on us. But if you can relate to being damaged goods, also remember you want to heal from those damaged goods. You want to be able to know that you are living in your purpose and trying to reach your fulfilled purpose that already was predestined and ordained in your mother's womb. How are you doing, Stephen? Our co-host has joined. I know you have a Things that you want to say to about the damaged goods. So let's let's let's. let's, let's... Hello. Are you... Yes. Yeah. Yes. Can you hear me? <laughs> hey guys. Sorry, I'm a little late today. I just had some work stuff come up that was unexpected, and unfortunately, I wasn't able to walk away from. But I was able to listen into at least the first half of the show to kind of get the gist of what we're going to be talking about today, more so as to what we've already spoken about. And uh, the reality is this, guys. I mean, we've had many conversations about what different things mean to different people here on this show. And ultimately, something I think most of us should have taken away by now, and if you haven't, listen closely because this is important. We have all recognized, not only through this show, but through our growing processes, through our life's experiences, and through our being our own individuals, that each scenario in which we place ourselves in the everyday to day action that we take is unique to ourselves. And what I mean by saying that is that Judah as an individual is Judah, his own individual person. When he gets up in the morning and he makes himself breakfast, he makes himself a breakfast he likes. He makes his coffee the way he likes it. He goes on a walk or a run where he enjoys it because that is Judah's decision. That is what makes Judah happy. Those are Judah's choices to bettering himself and his life the way he wants. And it's also Judah's choice based on life experiences, based on everyday trials and tribulations to respond and to deal with the negatives in life the way he chooses as well. Same thing for me and same thing for you guys, the listeners. We all have a different process of which we go about living our day-to-day -day lives and being an individual and being independent means that those things are unique to us. But because today we're talking about baggage and we've heard that phrase and used a lot in the past and probably not in a very positive way or referring to someone in a derogatory way. And when we talk about baggage, everybody's baggage, just as much as the things that they bring to the table that are good, are unique to themselves as individuals. And what that means is, is that someone can be a mean person, let's say. And there could be somebody else who lives next door to them who's also mean. And they have another neighbor that's also mean. And they have another neighbor that's nice. But 
whatever reasons that those neighbors choose to be mean or nice for might not be identical. One neighbor might have gone through a tough upbringing where it was just him and his mom. He didn't have a father figure and life was difficult from the start all the way towards the end. Another person might just have a bad attitude, no faith, no aspiration, nothing, no pursuit, and they're angry about it. And the happy person might just not have had to go through as many troubles as the other two and have it a little bit easier than the other two about letting things go and enjoying life in the moment. The reason I'm talking about all this and the individualism behind it is because baggage to us means something in particular to us when we hear it. But when we refer to people in a plural form and we refer to their baggage, people as a majority, we recognize that it is a unique thing about them that distinguishes them, that makes them different. And baggage, a lot of the times when we talk about it, we think about dating. We think about finding a life partner. Oh, I don't know. He seems to have a lot of baggage. He's not very close with his family. He, he's always in between jobs. He's going through some mental psychosis issues. He's going to see a psychiatrist. He just seems to have a lot of baggage is what the phrase most would tend to use in that situation. But the thing to consider is that all of us, one way or another, have some form of baggage. And if we don't believe we have baggage, it's safe to assume that somebody out there looks at us from the outside in and looks at our lives from their eyes and their perspective and thinks that person has a little bit of baggage themselves. So the reason I bring all this up to you, the individualism behind it and why it's important to re recognize that everyone has baggage first and foremost and that everyone has a reason for it that makes them unique, that distinguishes them as individuals, is because it's important to recognize that although you might try and put your finger on it and come to understand what everybody else is going through, it's first and foremost most important to understand what you are going through. When you better understand what you are going through, it makes it all the more easier to appreciate and understand that you may very well have no idea what the rest of the world is going through. So when you're driving in traffic and someone cuts you off on the road, flicks you off, lays on the horn, really mad, shakes their fist at you, you have no idea what that person has gone through that morning. They could have had a perfectly good day and have no right or reason to be giving you an attitude. Or they could have just lost their mother to cancer that morning. You'll never know. But the reality is the baggage that we claim and we keep tends to be a product of our choices. And as individuals, it's important for us to recognize that having this said baggage, if we don't know what said baggage is, and we don't come to understand and appreciate that of other people's, then fixing it or handling it or turning baggage into something positive, something to be reinforced, something to be appreciated, people are going to stay stuck in their ways and people are going to resent that baggage, whether it be their own or other people's. So again, full circle, the whole thing I think it's important to recognize about these series of shows that we've been doing for you guys is that we've learned just through talking to each other that every aspect of growth and development that we're trying to do for each other and for ourselves starts with the individual. It starts with yourself. And if you don't think you have baggage, you are either A, blessed beyond belief, or you are B, lying to yourself. Uh-oh. So one way or another, it's two things that need to be addressed. If you are the rare opportunity, the person who has no baggage, no reason for qualms or ill will, just a happy-go-lucky individual, you are blessed and very lucky, which means you should act about how lucky you are and put that back out into the world. That's your only job. If you don't got baggage, help out with the weight of somebody else's because you don't got any more baggage weighing down on you. Why not help somebody else with theirs? But if you don't, or you do have baggage rather, and you're just ignoring it, you're denying it, or you're refusing to see it, well, that's why people get stuck in a pattern and in a way of life that they're not happy with. 
They get depressed, they get sad, they become resentful of either themselves or other people. But why? It's because they refuse to accept and acknowledge their own faults and address them. Me? I got plenty of baggage. I could probably spend another half hour of this show talking about my baggage, but I'm already late, so that wouldn't be a good look. The reality is this. I would imagine being human beings... Being made of flesh, blood, and bone, living on this earth, that we all have some sort of baggage. Big or small, might mean different things to different people. But I think it's a safe bet that all of us, one way or another, have some baggage. So again, I bring you full circle. If you don't have it, you're either very blessed or you're ignoring it. And that's why we're having these talks right now. Because you're very blessed, you need to learn how to appreciate that and act on that and utilize that to better the world itself, whether for yourself or for those around you. And if you're ignoring the fact of the matter that you have problems, baggage, things that need to be fixed, well, here's your wake-up call. Some random guy named Stephen Martin in California who has no business telling you how to run your life is now telling you to get on your business. Focus on yourself. Be a little bit selfish and figure out what that baggage is. Because I promise you, the minute you start figuring out the things that make you think, the things that make you work harder, the things that make you be a better person, and then you also find out the things that do the latter, the things that make you lazy, the things that make you sad, things that make you angry or depressed, once you figure all that stuff out, you're unstoppable. There's no reason, there's no will, there's no way that anything can stop you after the fact. But that's what we're all trying to get to. That's why we have these shows. That's why we have these talks with you folk is because we're looking to inspire a better aspiration for all of us as individuals. And I'll end with that. And thank you, Stephen. We're going to go to a small, small commercial break. Um, doing that because basically that that was it in a nutshell. And one thing is we have to understand is number one is this, this is an individual plan for yourself. I try to tell people from the door before you get in a relationship, I think this should already been done or have been worked on or have some type of process of mending yourself first. I tell people in, in a minute, um, you know, I'm like a, a, um, a stock that has a hole in it. I'm mending it. Um, and I see James Curtis Sims said, there is no such individual that don't have baggage because we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So that is definitely it. So we want you guys to come in with questions. Um, we're going to take a small commercial break. Like I said before, March 29th will be our last part of season five. And we're going to talk about some things throughout the week and see how we can go to season six, trying to be on the same channel and just continue to give you guys the information that has been given to us. So let's go for that small little music break, and we'll come back on, start typing those questions down um, in a minute. So we'll start reading them and answering them. And any questions that you have or any comments, go ahead and um, put them down because we're about to go straight into a commercial break, okay?
Thank you for joining back in. Thank you for joining back in. Do we have some questions? Do we have some questions on board? Always remember, welcome and thank you for joining in. Housekeeping rules, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We are here every Tuesday night, same time. Our last show for season five will be March 29th. And we want to um, know that don't forget to use the heart features when we love interaction. So ask to come up to the speaker session so you can speak. Are there any questions on the floor? I did put something in the mic, um, in the in the chat box. How do you deal with your damaged goods? And I think that's the question that we tend to ask. Or are we even dealing with those damaged goods? Or are we dealing with ourselves? Like I said, um, mine was a whole threefold of, of how I dealt with the things that I was going through. And I'd like to call them that I was um, less healthy in my mental state. Um, and I want to say that being that number one thing is I had to put myself to admit to, and I say it always, I do AAA, acknowledge, assess, and then accept. I had to acknowledge that I, I was going through something. I'm the visual type of person, so I had to write them down. I'm a visual. So I had to really address, and then from writing them down, there were some subtopics in there too as well. It was just, you know, I could put something in there, but it was something else that was going on, too. So you have to identify exactly what is going on with you. And that's what I did. I had to I had to acknowledge that. Then I had to accept what was going on. Then I had to assess. And then I had to do the necessary things of putting in the necessary work to heal from whatever that was, whether it was childhood trauma, the things I was going through through my job, things that I was going through with relationships or whatever. So guess what? I have a whole book that was written in that probably will be published a little bit later because it was it, it was it was it was a process for me. It was a process for me. So I think if we all try to look at those things that are hurtful or the things that we know we have realized what trauma is and what we need to do in identifying them. And I think that would be a better place for all of us to start. One thing um, James Curtis Sims said, first you have to admit that you have them. Antoine Sims said, in keeping with positivity, maybe, maybe we call it the experiences instead of baggage. Uh, yes. Like I said, we can put a positive to it. We can we can call it baggage. But then again, we want everybody to individualize theirs. So whatever what makes you feel comfortable, like I told, told you, I call mine less healthy experiences. So I call mine, you know, and I and I coined it damaged goods because, like I said, as an ex-therapist, the number one thing is that's what people were call, coming in telling me. I'm damaged goods. I was like, whoa. How, how do you describe that? What does that look like for you? So we have to understand that still people are individual, as Stephen has said it. Um, we all have our different sayings. We all have our different language. We have our different blurs. We have our different jargons. But then again, um, in identifying what that person is identifying, it helps us individualize so that person can heal um, better versus giving them something to... Um, making it up for them. So the one thing is doing coaching and things like that. I have learned to make sure that I put positives in there, but then still identifying whatever term that they use to as well. All right, Steven. And how about you? Well, that's the thing is that, uh, like I said, in my first rant, I could probably go on for, let's say 30 minutes plus about all the things I believe I've accumulated over time as baggage, but you made a good point in saying, probably putting a positive spin on the verbiage would be a lot different and a lot more progressive than calling it baggage. The reason being is because when you hear the word baggage, it's just like when you hear the word selfish. Doesn't selfish sound like a bad word to you? Don't you normally hear and it kind of sounds like someone only caring about themselves? Normally when I hear the word selfish, I don't think of a good person being selfish. But that's not the case. And we know this because we've had these talks being selfish is important in a lot of ways because it helps us to put ourselves in the best position for ourselves, which in turn helps put us in the best position for helping others. And in the long run, everyone benefits if you put yourself first and foremost so that you're at your prime, you're at your best. Our last conversation was about filling your cup until it overflows and taking that surplus and giving that to others. And that's more or less why 
when it comes to referring to your problems or things that you're working on as baggage, it's probably not the best verbiage to use is because you're a work in progress just being a human being, just being alive. Every time you take a sip of air and that enters your lungs, you realize every second that passes, your body is one split second closer to your death. I always used to joke with my mom and say, mom, I'm dying. And she would be like, what, what do you mean? And I said, every second that passes, I am one second closer to the moment of my death. I was like 12, 12 years old saying this, but it resonated heavy with me because even though it was just a funny joke, it's just like when on new year's Eve, when you tell everybody, I'll see you next year, it's the same concept. Every second that passes, you are a second closer to the instance at which you die. That is just fact. That is just truth. We don't think about that conscientiously every moment of our lives, but we probably should a little bit more than we do. And when I say that life is a journey of growth and developing and working on baggage, I mean it when I say, and James made a great point in the chat, there's no one of human orientation who's got it all figured out. Perfect, top to bottom. If you are the best version of yourself, you will forever keep growing. That is the point. That is why we are here. That is why we are having these conversations. If we wanted you guys to stay stagnant and keep doing what you were doing, then we wouldn't have these shows. And y'all will keep doing what you're doing. And I would too. But we want to change and we want to make things better. And a part of baggage, the reason the name has such a bad rep and it doesn't sound like a good word is because it's something you got to carry something you got to put in work to move and sometimes it's more baggage than you can handle with what arms and legs you were given but the reality is is without this baggage without this work and process what else are you supposed to be doing with your time no matter what way you swing it you got to be working on making yourself a better person your baggage is the homework. The homework that all... Okay, he probably muted himself. I want him to come back on. But the thing is, what we still have to understand is... Um, yeah... I agree with the term selfish and have since changed to use self first as an alternate. I love that. I use the word, but the thing is, we also have to understand self first is always good. Are you back on, Steven? So we must continue to understand. Um, drop some hearts or something if you can hear me. If you because I don't think we can hear Steven. I don't know what happened to his phone. Um, one thing we have to still understand that we have to keep. I see you talking. audio cut out but we're going to continue going on and on because um can everyone hear me um the, his audio cut out and i want to make sure that everyone can hear me too is sometimes you have technical difficulties but you do hear me okay great great so the one thing is we want to understand that the excerpt that we talked about from earlier was from meaningful life center under rabbi simon um simon jacobson so the thing is what we want to realize that even in our studies and different religions and things like that, I go above and beyond and listening to other people too as well as for whoever that has an inspirational message. Sometimes we stick to one um, 
subject or something like that or one religion but i go around the world and listen to many of people because the thing is at the end of the day there is a divine but the number one thing is i continue to in and, and encourage people to know that God is the higher power. No matter what you feel, higher conscious, whatever, in my own soul, in my own spirit, I know that God is the higher conscious for me. He is the, 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 the supreme being for me. Um, but the thing is, when we hear of other people in higher conscious, they have good, solid um, foundations and um, the divinity and the soul too as well. So sometimes we are tied into the same beliefs, but then again, people are doing different things too as well. So I want to just honor um, the Rabbi Simon Jacobson for that that good word from the Meaningful Life Center that I discussed earlier. And it's all about just healing your soul. And I want people to understand that. What does that mean? Healing your soul. Come back in, Stephen. Go ahead. Can you hear me? So what did you, what did you guys yes. hear last? Because I don't know if it never was playing or if you guys heard some of what I said. Um, we 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 heard what you were saying. I think it was like the ending part of um, if you do something, but you could just go back from where you started. <laughs> well, I guess the shortest version of this then is this: we understand already that baggage is probably not the most positive name to utilize. Just like we started learning that selfish, even though it sounds like a bad word, it's not. Being selfish can be a good thing because it means that we're putting ourselves first and the chance to better ourselves best so that when it comes to helping out ourselves and others, we are the best version that we can possibly be in today. As far as the baggage aspect is concerned, baggage is the homework of which that we work with throughout life for the rest of our life so that one day when it comes time to take our final exam and punch our ticket and clock out for the last time, we can say that we've done enough research, that we study, that we put in the work, and when it comes time to pass the test, we pass. Why? Because we took the necessary efforts and steps to make sure we do so. Now, at the end of days, that test might mean different things to different people. To some people, it might mean the pearly gates. To some people, it might mean dying without regret, surrounded by loved ones and people they care about. Whatever that might mean, it doesn't change the fact of the matter that from this moment all the way up until the moment you were born and all the way up until the moment where you die, you will have baggage so long as you are a human being. Because so long as you are a human being, you are imperfect. And so long as you are imperfect, there will always be room and opportunity for growth. And that's the fun thing about being a human being, even though it can feel damning sometimes is that yes, baggage can be overwhelming. It really absolutely can be. And then sometimes it can be so overwhelming that it feels like it's controlling us. But the reality is, and we know this, is that we are in control. We make the choices. We choose how we feel. I remember I, I saw a stand-up, I think it was Cat Williams. And, you know, some, some woman was insulted by something he had said, and she said, hurt my self-esteem. And he said, how? It's the esteem of your mother-effing self. How? It's your self? It's literally in the word, self-esteem. It's the esteem of yourself. You choose. You decide. Am I worth it? Am I worth the efforts? Am I worth being happy? Do I deserve to be happy? Do I want more for my family? Do I want more for my friends, my children, my pets? Anyone and everyone I come into contact with, do I want better? If the answer is yes, then accept baggage for what it is. Baggage is homework. Baggage means you're human. And if you ever don't have baggage, like I said earlier on, Either you are extremely beyond blessed and you are a rarity in the human species or you're in denial and you're lying to yourself and you need to get to work. But all in all, I think it's safe to say now we've learned that it's easier said than done. Absolutely. But it starts with the self. And if you can manage yourself, 
If you can start to work with and grow and develop with yourself, it doesn't have to happen overnight. But the reality is, is once you get yourself in check, everything else is a lot easier, I promise. And you don't have to take my word for it. Just take a look at the people that you might aspire to be like. Just take a look at the people who have done things to change this world into a better place. They took risks. They made sacrifices. And not everyone liked them along the way either. I don't know if you know this, but like Martin Luther King, they killed him. Why did they kill him? Well, there's a variety of theories. But what was one of the most influential and probably the most probable theories? He was a man moving mountains with words. Millions of people coming to grow, coming to understand and unify under one person's directive for a better place, a better world. And what happened? The devil's hard at work every day, baby. That's what happened. Life is going to constantly make this journey that we're on called life difficult. But the least we can do for ourselves this far along, folks, and after all these conversations we've had with each other, is not be our own obstacle, not be our own devil, not be our own demons. At the end of the day, all we have is ourselves and everyone else is secondary to that. So if you're going to look at anything that we talked about from today, it's that maybe just maybe consider addressing baggage and change the verbiage to whatever you're comfortable with. But remember, it's orientation. Baggage is baggage and it's a human characteristic and that's okay. But not doing anything about it or pretending you don't have any, that's the problem. And that's why we're here, folks, so that we can start addressing these problems instead of neglecting them for another decade. Thank you, Stephen. So let's start addressing them from a different perspective every day. Every day. It's, it's a process every day. And what does that look like for you? I say it looks like, like some homework because sometimes we don't identify what we're going through. So we want to take some time out on this homework during this whole week before we get to the next um, lesson on March 29th is to actually identify those things that we may call damaged goods or those whatever um, you call them in your own individualism self. And what does that look like for you? And how are you healing from it or how are you trying to reassess those baggage items like i tell people anytime that you're um, um even when you're flying in the airport when your baggage is too heavy that means you have to pay a price don't you or do you not when your baggage too heavy you have to pay a price right. so guess what the more stuff you have inside of yourself the more closer you are to death, the more closer you are to disease, the more closer you are to doing something that's not going to be right for you. We have to understand that. So let's start unpacking those bags and making it a little lighter for the lighter load so we can have a flight for our soul. I did that, Kevin. Good. Okay, let me say that again. <laughs> we need to unpack those bags and make them a little lighter so our soul can have flight. And what, is, what am I saying? That means start unpacking some of that stuff that has held you back for so long that you need to be relieved from. So whatever you call it, whether it's baggage, damaged goods, um, Whatever. Suckers, now laters, I don't know, bag of potato chips. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. Just identify it. Acknowledge it. Accept it. Assess it. And then try to know what you need to do. Personally, sometimes people can't help you. You know what to do, but then again, do you have the desire to heal from it and unload that baggage? We're going to get ready for our exercise. So you do have homework for next week where you're identifying your damaged goods, things that you need to heal from, those traumas, whether they're childhood, teenager, adult, identify them, write them down. Like I said, I was a visual, I was a visual person, so I had to write mine down. 
and that's the way I heal from it because the thing is, those were my darkness. That's why my that's my darkness. That trauma was my darkness. But I had to lighten my low so I can be the person that I am now. To fully accept who I am now, I had to lighten that low. So we're going to go straight into the relaxation session. So go ahead and prepare yourself. Get in a seated position on the chair or the floor. And we're going to start, okay? Thank you guys for joining. And those who want to stay, go ahead. We're about to get right into the relaxation mode, okay? Get comfortable sitting on a chair or on the floor. Close your eyes and imagine your sense of hearing is a radio that can tune in to different stations. I want you to listen to the sounds furthest away for a moment. station and listen to the sounds in the room that you're in right now whether you're at home in your bedroom in the living room listen to the sounds in the room change the station again and listen to the sounds of your body Your breathing, your heartbeat. Now let's bring your attention to each part of your body, starting with the tips of your toes. Up through your legs your hips, your back, your arms, your shoulders, your neck, and now your head. again and listen just to your breathing now listen to the sounds in the room again Finally, listen to the sounds furthest away. ready open your eyes I want you 
want you guys to go ahead and drop in the chat box. How do you feel now in comparison to when you started the activity? How do you feel now in comparison when you started the activity? Go ahead and drop in the chat box. Go ahead and drop in the chat box. How do you feel now in comparison to when you started the activity? And the next question is, was it easy to concentrate? The next question is, what was the easiest part of the exercise? And what was the most difficult? And do you often just listen to sounds around you? And why might it be important to listen more? And the option of this exercise was to to take time to slow down and connect with what is around you. How many of us actually take that time to actually just notice what's around us? This is important to actually notice what is around of, around, around you. So taking that time to listen to your breathing, listen to your heart, listening to your toes, listening to your everything, and it's sort of like you're changing stations. Can't hear you anymore, Julie. I don't know what's going on with your audio. Can you hear me now? Steven? Okay. So I think what we still have to understand that we need to actually listen to what's going on inside of us every day and take the opportunity to show ourselves love and appreciation. The one thing I want people to understand from this topic tonight is whatever you may call your damaged goods, whether it's baggage, whether it's damaged goods, is that's your individual um, definition of what that is. But whatever that is or whatever that looks like, let's heal from it. Let's be able to do the necessary things that we need to do to move forward from those traumas, from those experiences, from that loss, from that pain, whatever it is, let's move forward from it to become better people, to become a better person, to become a better him, to become a better her, and actually heal. And the healing starts with you, which is within self. So make sure you join us either on Sunday with Sunday Jewels on the Rise, um, and also, um, that's on Instagram Live. My co-host is Rhonda, and we'll be doing a segment on Sunday, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And also, we'll be doing uh, last season five, March 29th, at the same time here. Also, remember, you have homework. You have homework. Start writing those things down. Start writing what that baggage goods or those damaged goods or whatever type of goods you want to call them. Um, make sure you do it. So understand that we're still moving forward on March 29th. So rejoin us. Like, subscribe, and share. Remember, bring 10 friends to next week. It's going to be something totally different. So always remember, we are here for you here on the Podbean app um, every um, Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And that's 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And that's 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So have a good night as we do the um, postlude um, song and be blessed. And tell a friend, tell a foe, tell your spouse, heck, tell everyone, and we'll see you on our next podcast. Good night.
Have a good night. See you later.